Have you ever wished you had been taught how to study the Bible in depth? Because that is exactly what our partners, Chasing Sacred, are all about. Creating resources for studying the Bible that meet practical needs while also maintaining strong biblical literacy. The way they structure their studies are so purposeful, and they help readers understand the historical and cultural context, which is so important. They actually just came out with a new study on the book of Ephesians. You do not want to miss it. Just don't forget to put code abiding free for a 20% discount on any of their products. Click their link in our show notes and learn more about them at chasingsacred.com. Life can be messy and hard, but one of the things God has promised to give us is freedom, freedom deep in our hearts that is not dependent on the ever-changing waves of circumstances, but set on the steadfast promises of God. This freedom gives us a secure identity, even with a broken past. It helps us have joy in parenting, even when we are completely exhausted. This freedom gives us love for our spouses, even when they are unlovable, and it can give us purpose in our careers, even if it's not the one we want. But I feel stuck sometimes, don't you? What does it really mean that Christ has set us free? That's why we're here. Welcome to the Abiding Free Podcast with Kristen and Shannon. We invite you to walk on this bumpy but beautiful journey toward freedom as we learn to abide in Him. Get ready for tears and laughter and everything in between. Because this podcast is about living from the truth that, yes, it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Abiding Free Podcast. So excited to be here today. I am with a wonderful woman, Araba Joy, um, also known as AJ from Sojo Academy, um, which is an amazing community of women focused on studying God's word and growing in spiritual maturity. Can't wait to hear more. Uh, can't wait to hear your story and just kind of dive into what I think God's really put on our hearts today. So thanks for being here. Thank you for inviting me, Shannon. I'm so excited. Yeah, I, and I'm excited for a conversation. I'd love to do a couple of things. I'd love to kind of just hear a little bit about you and your testimony and um, where God's taken you. And then I'd love to really just get real and talk about, you know, the difficulties of consistency that we are seeing about how hard it is to be consistent in the spiritual disciplines we've been called to. And then kind of hear your thoughts on some creative ways you've seen to overcome those difficulties, which will help us find greater freedom as we walk in obedience to what God's called us to. So. So yeah, you know, it was before we dive in, one of the verses that God put on my heart was Psalm 1. Um, And it's just when he says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. And right, isn't that just like all of our desire and prayer? Like we see that we see all throughout scripture, how life-giving that is. That, that abiding, that meditating day and night, um, having the discipline to walk in those practices that God's commanded us to. And so that's really what we're starting this conversation off with. And yeah, so t- tell us, AJ, like, wh- where have you come on this journey? Like, tell us about yourself a little bit. Yeah, okay. Well, Shannon, it is really kind of, it's a God thing that you mentioned that passage, because this morning, as I was sitting down to pray over our time today, that is the verse that came to mind too for oh. me. And I oh, was wow. like, We have to talk through this passage a little bit because as we talk about our reasons for being maybe inconsistent or our struggles with our spiritual 
ones. I think it comes back to this. It comes back to delighting. And what what do we delight in? So I'm really excited to get into that a little bit later. But you asked a little bit about me. So I've got a few decades on me. So if I share like my whole entire testimony, I think it could get quite long. (laughs) But I became a believer as as a young child. Okay. And then when I got married, my husband and I went into ministry. And we have been in ministry since I was like 21 or 22. So it's been a few years. Um, But I understand the struggles of really being in God's word in such a way that my heart and soul is nourished. So, you know, having it as a to-do because I'm in quote unquote ministry or because I'm quote unquote supposed to, I understand that. But I didn't always understand enjoying it and really taking delight in the Lord for myself and receiving that that special anointing and and um, connection with Him through yeah. the spiritual disciplines. So it's been quite the journey for me, and I don't have it down perfectly. I'll just let everybody know that. But what I've learned, I'm happy to share. Okay, that that's awesome. Yeah, I, I want to hear more. Um, okay, let's start though. When we say just for all of our listeners, like when we say spiritual disciplines, you know, can you just talk about that for a minute? You know, what are we talking about specifically when we say that? Yeah, absolutely. Because I some people may not understand or they may be new to the faith and, and yeah. not understand what we mean when we say that. So spiritual disciplines are basically means of connecting with the Lord. They're they're you could also call them means of grace. But for some of us, we're used to the term of spiritual disciplines, and there's been lots of books written with that title. So they're basically practices and habits that we participate in as believers to enhance our spiritual walk with the Lord. So we're talking things like Bible intake, prayer, evangelism, fasting, even like worship, either privately or in a group at church. Those, those sorts of things. That's what we're talking about when we talk about spiritual disciplines. Uh, yeah. And I, I had this quote uh, that I wanted to read. It was so cool. It was about how um, about how the spiritual disciplines are a means. They're not they're not mm-hmm. the end. Would you, would yes. you agree with that? Absolutely. Yes. I think that is a key distinction there. Yeah, because then that's where you really fall into a, a situation. What we see with the Pharisees, or, or um, you know, these these prideful situations where you're getting your quote unquote godliness from doing certain things, when in reality it's these practices that draw us into Christ and fill us with the Holy Spirit, which then empowers us. Yeah, through the and sanctification. Going, yeah, and going back to the passage you read this morning, Psalms one in His law we meditate day and night. It is it is that law or those His word, those disciplines that feed us and nourish us. So it it isn't the end in and of itself. So yeah, he I is, think yeah, he is the end. Yeah, yes. I'd love to. I'd love to hear your thoughts more on what you were um, before we go to the next part. What you were saying about delighting, like that mm. that is just such a. I think what, like that's such an important question. Like, what are we as women like right now today? Like, what are we delighting in? Because I think yeah. that word is so um, is so poignant, you know, because you can say, I love God. I believe in God, you know, but are we delighting in God? Right. I really, I really yeah. like that. And, and I think, you know, I, I like to use word pictures to, it just helps me make sense of the, of things. And so I, what comes to mind for me is like, are we, am I eating Doritos spiritually or am yeah. I feeding on the good 
stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Dabbling a little bit here and there, or just taking what's thrown my way, doing the quick and easy, right? I mean, there's a lot of that out there for us. Or am I really doing the hard work of sitting down and saying, okay, Lord, what do you have for me today? And also just fighting distractions. I think that's a really big problem for me personally. And with our phones and, and all of the tech things we have, and actually our brains are being trained to not pay attention. Yeah. And so, you know, we have to give a little bit of pushback against that when it yeah. comes to our walk with the Lord. We have to be very intentional. So I think all of those things come into play when we're talking about, okay, how do we how do we really do this, you know, and how do we make it to where we're delighting in the Lord and not other things? Yeah, it's interesting. I saw this this I think it would technically be a documentary. It was from Kirk Cameron. It was called I think it was called Connected. But anyway, there was this psych I believe she was a psychologist in there and she talked about how um it's so different, especially for our kids and for the younger generation, um, because everything that their brains are ingrained to understand from a young age is that everything has multiple options and that there's constant stuff going on. So it's just interesting that you mentioned that because there's even like the psychological element. Like she, it was interesting because she was talking about how you look at your kid. If you say, Oh, we're having, you know, spaghetti for dinner. And they're like, I don't want that. I want something else. And you're like, oh, rude, like selfish. Like, how dare you want more? But she's like in their life, everything you click on a movie, there's like 800 movies you pick from, you know, where when we're kids, it's like you go through the channels and what's on is on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, so. really, it really does make sense, you know? And I think there's a, that's a really great point. And, you know, a lot of times in our churches, we're we're sort of seeing where we're changing our worship styles to meet that. And honestly, I mean, this could be another discussion, but I don't know that that's super healthy because we're kind of, we're training our, our whole entire lives to be, um, to not put in the effort that spiritual disciplines require, you know, mm-hmm. discipline isn't necessarily a, a fun, yeah, comfortable word, but you know, the Bible does tell us to discipline and train ourselves for godliness. So there is that element of effort and self-denial when it comes to these things. It's actually, when you say that, it just makes it, reminds me of how beautiful, like the imagery Paul uses about comparing our walk with God to an athlete, you know, and, and it's just like you're saying, it's this, this race or this training or this running. And it, any of us who've played sports um, for an extended period of time or at, a, you know, however, the higher level of sports that you played in, you'd understand probably even more, you know, that that the work that you put in is it's hard and it's tiring and you do it when you don't want to. And but that result of when you win that game or you overcome that hurdle, you make that starting position. It's just so amazing. Like it's awesome as an athlete or you win that you know, you win the first place or whatever in a race. I mean, you think about how like drastically multiplied that is for eternal glory, you know, but that same idea, like you're saying with spiritual disciplines, like it's like this training all for this weight of glory that we're going to have. I mean, I know there's more facets to it, but that was just cool how you said that. I love that. It's a good reminder. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think we're talking about delighting and, and yet we're talking about discipline. Yeah. They can kind of seem opposite, yeah, in one way, you know, and yet they tie beautifully together yeah. because we're delighting, or when we know something wonderful is ahead, like that athlete knows the thrill of winning or the thrill of even succeeding or finishing, right? Even yeah. if he 
even if he doesn't win, he or she yeah. doesn't win, just finishing, there's there's a joy that comes with that. And I think that is motivation for the discipline that he or she has to go through. So, and it's the same with us. Like we may not always like getting up early before the kids get up to spend time with the Lord, for example, but we know that ultimately, even if we don't get a whole lot out of that day's reading, okay? Because there, sometimes there's days when I'm just like, Lord, I, I just feel like mm-hmm. this time wasn't real productive. And yet I'm planting those seeds in my heart mm-hmm. that I know one day will have a harvest. Like it's not, it's worth it. It's not in vain. Anytime mm-hmm. we spend with the Lord or anytime we cultivate discipline and spiritual disciplines, especially in our lives, there is going to be a reward. And that is, that's motivation for the disciplined heart when the delight isn't necessarily there. Yeah, I appreciate that. But it, but it's so true. I mean, obviously, it's just an example with the the athlete. But there is like this, there is this, this combat, there's combining of the two. And they're multifaceted in different ways, different days, different personalities, different people. But there is this very real delighting in God that is right there at our grasp that if you draw near to him, like James says, he will draw near to you. And he is the greatest prize. You know, he like this, this, that is what we're, he's what we're searching for. Right. So there's this like genuine, that is what's going to bring us happiness. You know, like John Piper talks about, right. Like that. So there's that. And then there's also in the day to day, in the mundane, in the morning, when you're in bed and you're tired and you don't feel like it, you still got to do it <laughs> because it's no, it's what, like you said, it won't return void. It's so true. And then I also think that brings in that whole conversation of like emotions as well as it's like, if whether you felt connected in that second to what you're reading in the word, like you said, that is truth that cut sharper than any double-edged sword that you are feeding into your soul. And there is a spiritual warfare and there's reality going on, you know, so then there's this whole other element that there's this sacredness to what's being done, irregardless of your feelings. You know, it's yeah. just, there's so many components to this. Um, yeah. That's why I'm so I, glad we're talking about it. Yeah, me too, Shannon, because I really wish my younger self had known some of these things that you're saying. I, I think I would have maybe not had so high of expectations for myself when I sat down with God's word. I would have given myself a little more grace hmm. and understood understood maybe that it's it's a long game, you know? And just because I'm not seeing it or feeling it or understanding even what I'm reading, like there are so many months and months where I sat down to read God's word and I had no idea what I was reading. Like yeah. I could not understand a word. It feels, it just felt so far removed. And yet, you know, if I had known then that it's not in vain, it's worth it. You mm-hmm. are going to reap a harvest from this time because God, like you said, God promises those who seek him will find him. And he's, and he says, taste and see that the Lord is good. He will reveal his goodness. You know, when we are taking that step of faith to do, to meet him and we're applying whatever effort, even the smallest of efforts that we can apply, when we take that step in faith, God is so drawn to that. It says he will, she will not be disappointed. The person who takes that step in faith will Mm. not be disappointed. God will not let that go unrewarded in our lives. And so I just think it's a beautiful thing. And if there's anybody listening who maybe is, you're feeling frustrated because you're not getting out of the word, what you think, you know, you should be getting, or maybe you look at other people, uh, Bible teachers or conference speakers or whatever, and they seem like to be so ramped up with what they're finding in the Bible. And you're just not there yet. Be encouraged. 
just be encouraged. Your effort is not in vain. God sees that and he will reward it. He's the rewarder of those who seek him. Mm. It tells us in Hebrews. And so just keep showing up, keep showing up. Your reward is coming. I promise. Based oh, on scripture. <laughs> and you're right. And that's, and that's where it, that's, it, it is. I mean, it's so it's faith. It's, it's faith. Yeah. We are called to believe in him over and over and over again. And that is so much of the heart of what this is about. And you're right. It is that faith in what he has promised. That's beautiful. Okay. I know we touched on it, but I'd love to circle back around. Okay. So with women who are listening with believers today, um, who are noticing this difficulty, right. Who maybe have gone through periods, maybe they've been a believer for decades, maybe, you know, whatever it is or new, whatever age you are. Um, but finding difficulty in remaining consistent, right. So, so they recognize they're at the place where we recognize, okay, yes, I want these spiritual disciplines. I understand what spiritual disciplines are. I understand the importance of the spiritual disciplines. Let me just a caveat that are modeled in the Bible, not ones that we're maybe hearing about from wherever, what we see in scripture, right? Okay. So I want that. That's what I've done, but it's just hard for me to be consistent. Like what are, we already touched on some, but like, can you just recircle back around? Like what are some tangible things, um, problems that you're seeing that are causing that first? Let's touch about that. Touch on that. Yeah. And I know at the beginning you mentioned I'm part of Sojo Academy and that is a global community of online women. And we hear this very frequently. We hear from women saying, I'm, I'm too busy. Like, how do I make time for that? That's a real struggle for a lot of us. We, we have many different roles and responsibilities and our time can be eaten up so quickly and easily. So that's, that's a really big one. The distractions is another big one and not just tech. I know we talked on that, but like just lifestyle, I mean, having things like, I think we live in a, in a, in a world where we have a lot of financial blessings and that leads to a lot of purchases and, and believe it or not, our stuff can hinder us from spending time with the Lord because we have things we have to upkeep and, and, you know, spend our time on and, and pets and children and husbands Mm -hmm. and those things aren't bad. They're just part of the distractions that we have to face. Um, and also just, I I think I kind of mentioned this before too, but the ADHD, the spiritual ADHD, where we have to, where we feel compelled to jump from thing to thing. It's like, we're always chasing something new instead of realizing there are just a few core disciplines that if we were just consistent with, we wouldn't need all the shiny new objects, you know? And so I think the mentality that we can start to embrace that is probably maybe one of the most helpful ones that I suggest is just saying, okay, I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to get back to the simplicity of Christ, as Paul told us. And I think that's in Galatians, you know, going back to that simplicity and keeping it simple and not trying to chase everything that's out there and everything that's at our fingertips all the time, beckoning us, promising us, you know, there's something great to be had. Just realizing we have Christ. We have the greatest thing ever. And we don't need all the shiny objects out there. I don't know about you, but sometimes I struggle with motivation to get into God's Word, and I love adding some aesthetic beauty and note-taking to my Bible study with the Mr. Pen Selah Bible Journaling Kit. This classy and beautiful kit comes with everything you need to add some fun and color to your study. This set comes with Bible tabs, highlighters and pens, stickers with a modern script font, gold cross paper clips, transparent sticky notes, and a lovely cream and gold supplies patch to hold it all together. And today you can get a discount on the 
Selah Bible Journaling Collection on Amazon with the discount code SELAHKIT24. Use SELAHKIT24 on Amazon for a discount today. Yeah, that's so good. I, I um, yeah, I want to talk about that. And also what you had said, I love that about stuff. And it's so true. Like I've seen that in my own life. That's such a, it sounds like such a simple thing, but obviously we know money is the root of all evil. We know our natural inclination is to accumulate stuff. We, we know all this and, and stuff in and of itself, you know, cer- I t- certain items aren't bad in and of themselves. Right. Right. And we enjoy things which are good. Right. So it's, it's, it's this whole conversation, but it's been funny because in my own life, I've noticed that like when, we're, like my husband and I are talking, I'm like, if we have that bike, like that's literally going to take like one hour a week. You know what I mean? Like if we have that, whatever, like, like the more you have, it, it literally sucks time. Like, it does. It, it does. does. And items in your house. I'm like, this is a, a joke. Like I, I have started taking so much joy in the trash bags that I like, not trash bags, but like um, donation bags I bring to, it's a secondhand boutique that we have. Um, it's called second story and then, you know, goodwill, whatever. And it's like, makes me so much joy. I'm like, yes. I'm freeing myself of some time. Of picking this up 800 times a day. That's exactly right. I mean, because a lot of times we just don't think like that. We don't think in terms of what's the time cost yeah. to accumulating this thing that I that may may make my house look really nice, but like I have to clean it then. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And I know. How long is that going to take me? <laughs> I know it's crazy. This is like totally. This is totally random and weird. But there's this movie. I can't remember what it's called, but it's with Justin Timberlake have you seen it? And it's about time and there's no, there's no currency for money. It's just time. And it's in your, and when you run out of time, you just die. You have like a cardiac arrest and you just die. And so everything that you're spending, like if you want to buy that dress, you're spending six months of your life. Oh, Like if you want to, like, if you want to buy like that diamond bracelet, you're spending like two years. It's like super interesting, but I think about that a lot. So we're probably all just going around in rags in the movie. (laughs) I know. It's so funny. But anyways, but but back to what we were saying, like that was really impactful for me. Um, and, and yeah, it is like life just gets so can get so busy, especially in the world we live in. And again, like geographically, we have people from all over the world. If you're living in a first world country, you know, you're, you're in a situation where you're surrounded by so many opportunities. And I love what you said about, we need to be just wise and, and we can't judge others because there's, we're all at like, you, you could never tell someone else what would be okay for them. And for you, you know, if it's not clear in scripture, black and white about something being evil, like who are we to say, but for our own hearts and our own family, you know, it's like, we need to be wise about what we're filling our time on. And are we, do we have the room in our life to prioritize these spiritual disciplines? Um, Because we have faith in God that he promises that they will result in the character we want and in the relationship we need with him. Yes. And also just believing that he is better, you know? Oh, so good. Yeah. So true. Better than whatever X, Y, Z thing is tempting me right now. You know, and not and like you said, it's not that the X Y Z thing may be bad, but is it best? You know, yeah. is it best? And and it comes down to believing that God is better, and and time spent with Him is better. But one of the things I just wanted to bring this up really quickly too, because what you said kind of triggered a thought. I think a lot of our, I, I think we need to do a little more introspection 
when it comes to some of these questions, like, am I spending my money wisely or is it, is it robbing my time? Is this purchase going to rob my time? Like that's a question that honestly, probably most of us don't think about a whole lot, but journaling helps me to slow down to think about those kinds of things. So like at the end of the day, if I sit down with my journal and I kind of review my day and let's say I was making one of those purchases or, or, you know, whatever it may yeah, be, whatever. I can think through that choice. I can kind of relive that moment and think through, okay, what were my motivations for this? You know, why was, why was this important? And, and was it a good choice? And, and I can really do some self-evaluation that is extremely helpful for me going forward. And maybe, it, maybe I can't change the past if it wasn't yeah. a wise choice, but I can learn about myself and I can see where my faith tends to be weaker and going forward, then I can make better choices. So talking about spiritual disciplines, journaling, I think is one of the really, one of the most powerful ones that I have discovered in my own life. And I know a lot of people will say, well, where's that in the Bible? And I just kind of always go back to say, well, the Bible is a lot of people's different journals, you know, like David's journals are right there for us, you know, his songs, all the music. And yeah. of course, they were finally inspired, but, but it, scripture does tell us to evaluate ourselves and journaling is a tool to help us to do that. And it also tells us to make a record of things the Lord has done in our lives. Yeah. And so journaling is a tool for doing that. So I think it's a tool for accomplishing some things that we see in scripture that are commended to us. And so I just wanted to throw that out there because it re- that discipline really has aided me and my spiritual life tremendously. That's awesome. Well, and like, and meditating, you know, certain people, you know, maybe it's harder, like maybe focusing is people, if they're able to meditate in a way by writing down promises and truth, and maybe some people can repeat it, you know, orally, and maybe some people think about it in their head. You know, I could, I could see right. that's, that's really, that's really helpful. That's a really tangible, um, I think, creative way that could help a lot of women. Yes. Um, I was thinking on some, yeah, something we said earlier that gave me a thought about how, isn't it interesting how in times in your life or times in my life when I've been, when the desperate need I have for God is apparent that the spiritual disciplines aren't hard, that it's mm-hmm. not hard to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like when I'm, yes. when I, when there's something that I'm, that's in front of my face that I'm, that's breaking my heart or that I'm very, you know what I mean? Something that's in your face. It's, it's, you, you, it's easier to remember, to, to stay consistent in your spiritual disciplines. It really is this pride. Like we see throughout the old Testament with the King, with the Kings of Israel and of Judah that come over and over again, that once they get success, they start to rely on their own strength, you know, and then it's just, God has to wipe it all out again, you know, and figure it out. And then you come back up. And I've seen that in my own life as a reason why we can have struggle not being consistent in our spiritual disciplines. I don't know if anyone else relates to that, but for me, that's been one. And like, I've had this prayer to God, like, you know how, um, how it talks about in scripture that uh, I think it's either Proverbs or Psalm where it says, don't be like the mule who needs like a bit and bridle. And I, I was, 
like that for so many years. And I know God was gracious in that, you know, but, but as I was his child, like he would literally, I'd like, as I, I, things would go great and then he would just take it all away, you know, and then things would go great, take it all away, you know? And, and so I just started praying like, God, I, God, I don't want to be like a mule. Like I want to know you. I don't remember, you know, what year this was, but however long ago that was just asking God, like, I want to have the discipline to know you because I love you. And like you're saying, I delight in you and I want to be with you. I want that, Lord. Like, I don't want that, but I want it. I want to want that, you know? So please, God, give it to me. And God in his faithfulness, like, will answer those prayers that are in his will. And he did that in my life. And obviously it's a constant, you know, thing that we all are working on, but I've seen that in my own life. And I think that's a good prayer for us. Like, God, help us not just be consistent in these times when we perceive that we need you, but know that every day we are in desperate need of you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Shannon, I I agree with you so much. I think you're showing your wisdom right now. How old are you? <laughs> because that's a really, that is a, that is a hard hitting one. And yeah. you're absolutely right. It's easy for us when we're desperate to be pushed into the arms of the Lord but when things are going easier, when we're experiencing pl- his blessing in certain ways, you know, we can tend to become lazy. And I've, I've definitely seen that in my own life and I've seen it in others' lives too. And he's, you know, he, I think that's why he says it's required of stewards to be found faithful oh, because we're going to have ups and downs. And our job is to be faithful in all of those seasons, regardless of whether we're being forced into his arms or forced into his word or forced into prayer, or we're, we're going there because we want to. And so you're, you're just right spot on with that. Oh yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, isn't it just his faithfulness to us is just so overwhelming, you know, Mm -hmm. throughout all of those seasons of growth and throughout our life as we're when you are his child like it's just there's so much joy like even you know even the you know your name right it's just there's so much joy and it just makes you delight in him further like as you see his grace in your own life yes, yes. Um, and ultimately i think that's what it comes back to you know and i i can share tips and we may get to that in a second but i think before we get to the how to's we need to understand it is it is grace that brings us to our knees. And out of that grace, we willingly want to do this. You know, it is not a task mastering thing. It's not like, I mean, of course we need to put in the effort, you know, we know that, but it's the grace that motivates us. And there is freedom in that there's freedom to say, God, you are faithful. Even when I'm not, even when I'm face down in the mud you are faithful and you are gracious and you delight over me. I listened to your podcast a couple, a couple podcasts back on, um, on the Zephaniah series. Yeah. And how he delights in us and he, he thinks about us, you know, and just, I mean, when we, when you really take time to consider that, that's motivation, right? Yeah. Actually disciplined, right? Like that's the motivation that we need. It's oh, not a yeah. bunch of how-tos, even though the how to's can be helpful. Like when we're getting to the heart of the matter, it's the grace and the beauty and the goodness of God. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's your kindness, Lord, right? That leads me to repentance. And it's just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was a, such a good truth bringing that out from Zephaniah. I love that so much. Um, Okay. So let's talk about some of these create, let's talk about more. So you said journaling. Um, Let's talk about some more of these just tangible tools that can be helpful. 
Yeah, sure. So this is probably pretty basic, but for me, it was life-changing to simply have a plan. Like I know for, for a lot of us, it, maybe that seems like too of a duh tip, but for a long time, I didn't really have a plan going into like how I was going to spend time with the Lord. And when I came up with a plan, it was so helpful because then I felt like I wasn't spending time trying to figure out what I was doing or where Hmm. to start or how to do it. Even like I had all of that prepared. And so basically what I do now is I have a, I have a, just a normal study Bible. And that's something that I dig into a couple times a week when I have extra time. But then I have a reading Bible that I read through daily. So each each day's passage is marked out for me. So I know how much I'm going to read. It's one of those daily chronological Bibles. And just having that done in advance for me frees me up to wonder, you know, from wondering, what am I going to do? How long is it going to take? Where do I start? I just pick up the next day's reading. Oh, and so wow. just doing that has helped me a lot. And also just planning what time of day I'm going to do it. Um, I try to do it in the mornings. I don't always do it like that, but I try to do it in the mornings, but it doesn't matter what time of day you're going to do it. Just plan on a time, you know, because if you don't plan for it, then things are going to be there to take up your time and your energy and, you know, demand your attention. So just having that was super helpful for me when I first started way back when. Um, And just a little side note, my mom, I was in high school when my mom gave me my very first daily Bible. So any of you parents out there, this would be a wonderful gift to give to your kids, whether they ask for it or not. Um, I I took it upon myself to to start reading it in high school. And I read through the Bible for the very first time when I was in high school. So Mm -hmm. um, just a you know, a little encouragement to parents, um, start early in your kids' lives and by in inviting them to discover God in his word and giving them that simple plan that they can follow. Cause it could make a difference. That's so good. And even just not just, this is obviously a different topic, but not even buying into the cultural lie, you know, that, that there's like this pastime from childhood through college, you know, and, right. and, and I mean, obviously there's, you know, y- your children become adults and they make their own choices, of course, but just even as a parent, just in the way we speak and communicate is like, no, we, we believe in a big God who, who has called us no matter what age you are to love him with all of our heart. So Amen. I, so I yes. love that you said that. Amen enough to that. Yes. Yeah, right? yes. And, and yes, we are, our faith and belief is in God. It's not in our culture. It's not in, even in our kids. Yeah. You know, it is in the God who can do the impossible as he has proven himself to do for generations. Yeah. So let's keep believing that. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. I was thinking like for, for me, um, yeah, for, for me, I found that when I am able to spend time in the word in the morning, like I just love, like there's just, mm-hmm. it just helps my brain. Um, because like we talked about in, in Psalm one, like we are, so that's, and that's, and that's another thing. Another caveat is like spending time in the word of God. Isn't like a check. Now I'm done. It's 
you spend time in the word of God so you can meditate on it day and night. <laughs> like, like that yes. is the point is so that you're fueling yourself to abide in him throughout the day. It's not like I had my time with the Lord and now it's me time. Like, like yes. you had your time with the Lord and now you are abiding in him through your life. And something, and I don't even, and this could get legalistic, but so, so hear me out. But like something in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, I wouldn't eat candy like or Doritos in the morning. Well, I don't eat them anyways, but like, well, besides chocolate, that's really good. But, um, <laughs> but I don't really eat a lot of that food, but say I did, I would not eat that in the morning. Like I just wouldn't, right? Y- you know, as a adult, you know, that you want to feed your body with the nutrients that it needs to wake up, right? And begin throughout the day. If you're in a healthy place mentally, you know that and you want to care for your body, right? So in my mind, I'm like, so I shouldn't shouldn't listen to any secular music, any TV or any social media until I have you know, spend time with the Lord. And that might be a, 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 you know, bridle and a bit, you know, I'm not saying that that is something that everyone should do. But for me, like even at, maybe not right now, but at different seasons, like even putting like little kind of things on myself that just help me mm-hmm. have kind of been helpful. I don't know. What do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, honestly, I think that's part of disciplining yourself for the gain of godliness. You know, you know, that godliness is your aim and your goal. And this is one of the ways that you see of attaining that. I mean, and I think that that's wise as a follower of Christ for us all to do from time to time, especially, I think we need to evaluate our habits and our, our routines and see, okay, is, are there things that I can do to cultivate that godliness or, and it's not a legalistic thing, you know, it's not about, it's not like we're saying, okay, well, I'm, this is this is bad and this is wrong. And so I'm not going to do it. It's, it's rather, it's saying, I love the Lord and I want to prioritize him in my life and all things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable. You know, it's going back to that um, concept in scripture and saying, okay, I'm going to apply this to my life. So I, I like what you're doing. That's, that's actually very convicting and very challenging. And, um, Thank you for being an example in that. This is really good. Yeah, thanks, AJ. And and I think another another tip I was curious how how you've seen, but I, and I think people respond differently. But music is so powerful for me, and I think music yeah. has been another like just tangible tool. Well, it's off. It's obviously a beautiful thing that God created, but in addition, it can be a a tool for me that really kind of helps me. Just even sometimes, just like hymns, you know, like just these these beautiful words um, that have been written over the last hundreds of years, you know, just to have that on, um, whether it's in the background or whatever, that's something I practice like right all the time. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. especially during busy seasons, it's just, I'm like, I, I love, I love, actually I like R and B. Like I like country, like I like a lot of music, but there's many, many months that I just can't afford to listen to any of it. Not because yeah. I don't want to. I just am at a place where I just only have my mind can only handle. Right. You know, so it's just I don't know. So music for me has been something that God has used as a tool to help me kind of focus and meditate on him. Yes, I love that. I love music, too. And and talking about auditory I love listening to the daily audio Bible. I know there's a lot of Bible apps out there that you can listen to um, auditorily to God's word. Yeah. But one of my favorites is the daily audio Bible because Brian comes on and he reads it fresh every day. So he he reads through the Bible in a year 
and he gets up every morning and reads that day's portion. And so you feel like you're right there with them. You know, it's not like a pre-recorded thing. And that to me has been super encouraging and helpful when on days when I'm struggling to sit down with the printed version of the Bible, um, I can listen to it in the shower, or in the car, or while I'm folding laundry. And there's something about hearing God's word. I hear different things than when I'm reading it. I don't know how that works, but it really does happen. And so it's just it's just another idea, a creative way to try to intake God's word into your heart. Yeah, that's it. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, my, my husband, um, reading's always been something that doesn't come easy for him and has never been enjoyable for him. And he really loves auditory um, listening um, of, of scripture. Um, and so that's, I'm really glad you brought that up. Um, <clears throat> and I've done that as well. Like I, I even just use, I'm going to, I'm going to look up the app that you said, but even just with Bible Gateway or even any other Bible app that you have, like you can literally just press play, you know, you yeah. just press play and I'll do that. It's so funny. So yeah, on, on certain mornings, like I'll just have that on in the shower when I'm getting ready, but you're so right. Like certain things stick out when you're listening to it that way. And it's so funny. Like sometimes you'll be in the shower and I'm like, Oh, what verse is that? Like, stop. I know. No. <laughs> pause, pause. I've got to see what verse that is. It just keeps going and you're like, what chapter am I on? I don't even know. <laughs> but, but it's so good. I, it's, I'm glad you brought that up. There is, yeah. there is some really great tools um, that are a huge blessing. Yes. Yeah. And just to loop around back to the meditation, I think this is one of the creative ways that I use when my kids were young, because just honest to goodness, like having a chunk of time to sit down and read God's word. I was desperate for it. It was like one of those times when I was craving it. I was desperate for it and I could never get enough of it. And it was like, if I got 10 minutes to myself, yeah, I was doing good. Right. Yeah. And so what I learned to do during that season of my life was to just take a very small portion of God's word, even if it was just a phrase and write it on a card and meditate on that sucker all day long, you know, just turn it over and over and over again in my mind. And each time that I did, even if it was just a small little thing, just ask God, God, feed me with this, feed me with this. I need you. I'm hungry. I'm desperate. I can't make it through this day. These kids are driving me crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And just using that little piece of his word, just going back to it again and again. And so you know, small is good. Small is good. Sometimes we can think, okay, we have to have this massive quiet time, or we have to have this massive passage, or we have to read through the entire Bible. You know, those God's word is God's word. And even a small little bit of it can be what we need to feed our soul and to connect our hearts with him. Yeah, that's thank you so much for sharing that. That is so true. I I, re- I remember that when the kids were young, just putting them on index cards just around the yes. house. It's just yes, you just you know, and and you just we just need to just ask God, like, give us these wisdom. Like, where are you in your life right now? You know, we we know Scripture is truth. We know there's clarity. We know um we know it gives us clear directions. But there's these tools that can vary, and and just to ask God, like. Lord, help me, like, show me today, like, what tools do I need to implement to help me be more consistent in my spiritual disciplines? And um, yeah, AJ, I think you've just brought a lot of just wisdom and clarity. Thank you so much for being with us today. Yes, thank you for having me. It's been such a blessing talking with you. You are definitely a soul sister in the Lord. 
Oh, thanks, AJ. And everybody will be praying for you this week um, as all of us together as women, right? This is we're we're in a battle. And yeah, you know, we sometimes want to pretend that we're not and that evil doesn't exist, but we are. And so just all of us together, you know, just be praying, um, praying against Satan. And, and you know, he can't stop us. The, the church, you know, God has built his church on, on this rock and, and, and it will prevail. And, and we are that church, the, the global believers of Jesus. And um, together, um, we need to not give up, right? We need to keep consistent, right? This is, this is real. Like this is, a, this is serious. You know, this is real. And, and this is what we've been called to. So um, this is what we're going to keep doing and we're not going to give up. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a second, please share this episode with someone you love. Also, if you could scroll down and rate our podcast and follow us on social media at Abiding Free, this will help us reach more with the message of freedom. Yeah, and then just be sure to join us next week for another episode and know we love and are praying for you.